On the 79th episode of Fantasy Lens, we recap the Super Bowl, talk about all the patch drama, uh, talk about Philly burning to the ground, literally, and uh, see what else we come up with. Let's start the show. And I said, what about fantasy And She said that podcast, a sensational trend, as I recall, it's three. Best friends in football, it's fantasy advice with a pop culture play. Welcome to Fantasy Lens. It is post-Super Bowl, a.k.a. The Dark Ages, a.k.a. we just have to hook on to drama and hopefully something happens, which it is today. Yeah, I mean, look, Patriots lost Super Bowl. Let's just say that. Patriots lost the Super Bowl. so the, And they only lost one coach. One came back. Yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised they, they actually didn't after, kick Patricia out the door. Yeah, right? <laughs> they lost, uh, everybody was saying after um, Minnesota lost, like, ooh, are they – are they regretting promising um, – are the Giants regretting promising the job? It's like, oh, I'd feel even worse if I were the Lions. Like, that was – Oh, yeah. That was bad. Defense. What – did they punt – they punted once the whole game, I think? Yeah. That interception that was tipped? Yeah, that – yeah, that, exactly. And the other interception was, uh, was like, lucky – really yeah. lucky because Jeffrey hit it right back to him if he just let it go. No yeah, interception. So it wasn't Foles' fault. So there's pretty much no resistance by the defense the whole game. Yeah. That was 41 points. I mean, Jay Ajayi and Blunt and even Clement were just killing them. Killing them. Wow. wow. Both offenses just got whatever they wanted. Where was this? De- was the Eagles' number one defense? That was ridiculous. That was a good That was just a fun game. It was fun. Back and forth, back and forth. Just never. Never seemed to stop. Like you always, like I don't know. You just were gripped by it, that everything yeah. was going on. It was a very gripping game. That's like a a twelve eleven game in baseball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And say, I mean, every other every inning. And a lot of people uh, were saying, like a bunch of like radio stations and personalities, whatever, and like on ESPN were saying, like, oh, this is probably gonna be like low scoring game. You know, Eagles might score first. A little bit in the second half, in the first half, but then in the second half they'll probably won't be able to keep up. It'll probably like they'll probably be like you know like twenty four seventeen twenty eight, you know like well, twenty or something like that. And it's just the Eagles almost got the over by themselves. Yeah, they're probably predicting that because it just seems so similar to a Giants Patriots matchup. With um, although I mean the Giants, although the Eagles have a very good front four, the Giants had a. Much better front four. Well, yeah, I mean, those two matchups. They only hit. And, they only hit Brady once, but it, they made it count. Well, yeah, that last sack of the game was the fumble. Yeah. Like the only the only sack of the game was that fumble at the end to but, seal it. But I could see the predictions because we've seen it before. The this it was a very similar style team, except with one caveat, and that is, um, the Giants always ran a very predictable offense. They just stuck to it because they knew they didn't have to really score too many points with that pass rush. So they always, they were a very run, run, pass, control the ball team. And Peterson just proves everybody wrong all year and goes wild. Just let's run pass. I must have heard what Collinsworth say, run pass option, RPO 50 times during that game. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, we get it, run pass option. That's probably your buzzword that you were 
told to say a bunch of times Yo, to make yourself look He fine. is really annoying. Yeah. I said yeah. I said it last last podcast, I'm gonna say it again. He is really, really annoying. Yeah, he was super annoying, especially during the uh, the Earth's touchdown when he took like eight steps and dove for the end zone. And he was like, he's like, ooh, I don't know if that was a catch. Did he have control of it? He didn't survive the ground. Uh, he only yeah. took. Uh, he was... The Clement one was close, but the Ertz one wasn't. I I actually felt the the Patriots got screwed on the Clement one. Yeah, I don't think. I, he... I wouldn't say screwed, but I I, I don't think he had it. I know, but how much do you have to control it when you bring it from your hands to your body? Like he's just bringing it down from his the where he caught it from a high point to his body. And like you're the bounds, the ball's bound to move. I mean, it's just so it's just such a ridiculous standard. Look, I'm not gonna lie, you have to, you have to reach. When I saw the replay, I was like, I even said, I'm like, they're gonna overturn it. Like, yeah. they're gonna overturn it. The 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 the. I know he that there was a third step and was the one that was slightly out of bounds. And while he was sort of like saying like you know he was maneuvering the ball, I thought that was for sure gonna go against them. But uh, I I was shocked that they actually that that's how they should rule it exactly. I mean, from now on, it it, sh- it ha- they have to stick with the uh, not enough evidence thing. When do they stop? They they completely threw that out the window this year. Uh, the uh, not enough evidence to overturn. Now it's just like as as long as we could see it under a microscope, which you're not one, supposed to. You're supposed to see everything. Yeah, one little atom of the ball is <laughs> is different. Uh, we're gonna overturn it. I say like, one thing: if if they were calling catches all year like they did in the Super Bowl, like especially that Clement catch, uh, the, like there wouldn't be this catch controversy. Like there wouldn't be yeah, this big upcry yeah. to like to change the catch rule. And then also, they should. I agree that they should only look at replays in in regular speed mm-hmm. because that like I I hate to say it, the human element because you won't get the call right. But if you're slowing things down to like way slower than humans can even yeah. perceive it, then you're you're just going way too far with it. Well, yeah, I, I always thought replay was made for outrageous calls, things that like you know were wrong. Yeah, like when you're watching, you're like, "That is wrong. I can't believe he did that." Like some guy fumbled, they call it a fumble, and his knee was clearly on the ground for two seconds, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's wrong." Uh, I, I I don't think replay is there to put it on the big screen and then millions of people watch it and debate and they send in their debate essays and then you read over the essays and you make see who has the best argument for or against and then you uh have a few judges and the judges look over all the essays and then you come out of the tent of the tent and uh make a call i don't think that's but that seems they should just do like a is getting like that. They should just do like a middle school mock trial for it. I know. It's <laughs> There's just so it's replay has just gotten too long I, in a lot of sports too. Well, yeah, basketball, it, it's like the like out of bounds replay has become unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, baseball is the same thing. Like they do it to see if the runner was off the base by an inch yeah. when it should have just been for what I've never watched a baseball game. And um, and been like not known yeah. clearly by replay. I've seen a few. I've seen a few that like there was one that I, I was pretty sure it was against the Yankees, and they just took forever. And it was like we we know what the call is, and they fucking took forever and ever and ever. And you sitting there, and it's like why are they taking forever? And yeah. then, they, then they made the wrong call, and it's like are you serious? It was like it was blatantly terrible call. Like 
I, I just you see it. They get it wrong a lot in baseball, weirdly, with the replay, um, especially the if a, if it's a home run or not. They get it wrong a lot, which is one of the easiest things to call. Like either the ball's trajectory was over the fence or not. Well, yeah. Uh, when somebody touches it, like they touch it and their hands are like five feet over the fence, they're like, <laughs> "Oh, no home run!" It's like, come on, that's this is really really <laughs> simple to say. So I, I just think those old refs are rebelling against replay. Not just kidding. <laughs> they're like replay has no no basis here in baseball. They're trying to hold off the robot takeover of their jobs. That the robot takeover baseball would be the easiest. It's only a matter of time. Robot for all takeover of us. sport. Just censors. Censor it up. Alright, so uh what else about I don't want to talk where, about replay where, anymore. Where are we even going anymore? I don't even know. Oh I, um, I was I look <laughs> the two plays that went for the Eagles, which I think Yeah. Nah, yeah, I'm gonna say in if false. in the group chat I was in one of one of us said um like if for the Earth one, like if this isn't a catch, I'm I'm just quitting football because it, that would have been just so ridiculous. Yeah, he took three to four steps or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. also people that boycotted football, come on, you can miss out on a game like that. Look, I didn't want to get. In, I'm not even want to get into that that whole. I'm just saying, stupid boycotting of whatever. You do what you want to do. That's fine. Um. Also, whew, I mean, going back to the. Doug Peterson being ballsy as hell. They were like, a well, a they were like fourteen of eighteen on third and fourth downs, which is crazy. Uh, and they went for it on fourth down a couple times. The I mean the the trick play was awesome. Trick play was amazing. And they, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter video that came out today from inside the NFL, but Nick Fol- Nick Foles went up to Peterson and, and called the play, and Peterson looked at him, stared at him for a couple seconds, and said, "All right, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome." That's I mean yeah. what a what a play that that this, was perfect. This season can put I obviously change anybody's line on Peterson because of how well he was how amazing he coached in the playoffs, but just the funness he brought to uh, the offense of it, it, again his biggest philosophy in my mind, which I thought was a Wentz thing, but clearly it went over to Foles too, is don't throw. It before the sticks on third down or fourth down, obviously fourth down, but like throw it past the sticks on third down, like fucking try. If it goes incomplete, then whatever, but try to get a first down. Yeah. Like yell at your quarterbacks for being these completion percentage chasers who throw it five yards when they need 10. I hate that on third down. It's unbelievable. It's like a Matt Ryan career thing. (laughs) Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Or Eli Manning, like a lot of these quarterbacks with high for Sam Bradford, um, Drew Brees just love getting the completion. Drew Brees too. I, I even, I'm not gonna lie, it, it it frustrates the shit out of me when it's like third and eight and you throw a ball four yards and I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing? Like, I, and there's and there's no way that the receiver has space to get the next four. Like, yeah. you, you just you're hoping that three people miss. Like, what, like throw the ball eight yards. Throw yeah, the bullet he's trying to get the completion, pretty much. It just seems like stat chasing. It seems like you're Russell Westbrook again. <laughs> but um, so that I, I really appreciate Peterson for that, for um, creating a philosophy on the offense where you're. That's why, and that's why their third down rate is so high because they actually throw it past the sticks on third down. So 
weird that it works out that if uh, you need a certain amount of yardage yardage for a first down and you go for that yardage that uh, you're going to get it more than other teams. That sound that sound the uh, sound advice. I mean, yeah. the Jaguars could have taken that advice because they did they did basically the opposite of whatever the Eagles did, and it burnt them in the second half. Look, the Eagles just a better team. I'm, well, yeah. Way. I mean, yeah. but I'm just saying the Jaguars try to play it safe and try to play ball control and stuff like the Falcons and I'm, not, the, Falcons. Not, not like the, the Falcons. The problem with though is that that was the Jaguars' identity the whole the whole season. So it's hard to just switch that light off when um, that's your identity. But every game besides the Steelers game was that was kind of their identity was ball control. Well, let's just say like how amazing you could just you plug in Foles in three playoff games and like you don't miss a beat. Yeah, you know, like well the Falcons game it, it was shitty. Yeah, it was a tough game. Don't get me wrong. But the Falcons were playing at a very high level. Like they were a team that not a lot of teams wanted to play in the playoffs because they were looking really good. And yeah. they came back and, and they had a, they they had to deal with a lot of shit in that game that may have, you know, like the Falcons were getting it was sort of like the same thing with the Falcons and the Rams. The Rams were making bad mistakes and the Falcons were capitalizing. This Philly made some bad mistakes but didn't let the Falcons capitalize. Stayed in the game, gutted it out, won it, and then went right versus Minnesota over a massive win and crushed the shit of them. Yeah. And then put up 41 on the fucking Patriots. Like, that's nuts. It's crazy thinking back to that Falcons game, too, because um, a ball that was just pretty much thrown so hard into the stomach of a defender and pops up before halftime. Oh, yeah. Changes the game. wins the Eagles the game. Changes the game. And they go on to win the Super Bowl. Like, that... Without that ball ricocheting off a defender who should have caught it, they probably don't make it past the first round. That's that. That's that. Yeah, you know, that's true. I completely forgot about that play and that uh, right before that was crazy. What a what a freaking what a what a play! Yeah, look, good luck comes to teams who you know it's not just you know good. It comes good teams get good luck. I don't know the way the way it goes. It's like. You know, like you make your own luck, sort of. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and and football is, uh, football is the biggest game of luck of all of them because there's so many. There's no other sport where one mistake changes the whole game, or a strip sack changes the whole game. Like, there's just no other sport that's like that. So you and but you're right. You have to um, you have to be able to capitalize on any luck you get. Oh yeah, which they did. Yes, it did. All through the playoffs. So, all right. Do we want to talk about the uh, the drama before and after the game instead of the actual game? Because, well, a Pink went way under two minutes. She was at like one fifty. That's which, drama. <laughs> well, not no. big I'm, drama. I'm just well. I'm just saying she was six, so she was probably trying to get through it. So that might have swung the number a bit at uh, very close. Um, but the whole Malcolm Butler thing. I mean, that's the biggest story of the post game. Yeah. Conflicting reports of he said that Butler said that he was with his family the entire week was always made always made curfew and everything. Yeah, he's refuting what the the people are saying about he missed curfew and was caught with marijuana or something like that when he's coming yeah, back into the, the hotel weed at like three AM. So and then he also had an altercation with the coaches when they confronted him. That's true. So he's he's refuting all of that. There there's pretty much what that was 
was a couple of dog shit reporters throwing stuff at the wall and hoping one of them sticks. Like, let's see what other guys have gotten in trouble with before, and let's throw it all at the wall. And we're pretty sure that he probably did one of these things. That's just yeah. bad reporting. Because even his teammates stood up for him. Even Tom Brady yeah. put out, like, a statement for him. Like, that. that's just bad reporting. And you see that so much in sports. Oh, yeah. It's so it's it's gotten to the point where... You can't. You just can't trust sources. Like I, I hate all sports reporting is unnamed sources. When's the last time you read something and there was a named source? It's unbelievable. That's, that's true. Um, I mean, if we want to go deeper into the Tom Brady thing, do you think Tom Brady was backing up Malcolm Butler to make Bill Belichick look bad because uh, Belichick made a decision that possibly cost him another Super Bowl? And the whole rift between Brady and Belichick. Do you think- I mean, it's possible. Yeah, he doesn't back up Butler there without having a an, another motive because he's too smart. I think. Well, I'm not saying he's the smartest guy, but he's too savvy. He know he knows that's going to get play if he says something for Butler. He yeah. knows it's not just going to go by and no one's going to talk about it and be like, "Oh, don't worry about that tweet." Um, Actually, Instagram comment even more, even sure. even even more like inconsequential. Yeah. So yeah, no, of course he pro- he's probably pissed. Is why did my coach sit our number two cornerback for no reason? I, who everybody on the team should be pissed. Yeah, that I mean, and even after halftime, it's like put him in. Like, yeah, put him in after <laughs> half. Come on, because Gilmore was the only the only defender on the whole team that was doing anything, and. You would think maybe if Gilmore could hold down one side and the other side just gets roasted all day, maybe put back your starter that nah, uh, no. you didn't play. I mean, also it was also like not just bad secondary play. I mean, Foles was dropping dimes in, and oh, he, like, he, he looked he, great. He was, he was on point the entire oh, entire game. He was awesome. Oh, and this is taking nothing away from him. Not, I'm not saying that Foles wouldn't have been as good if Butler was there, or if they wouldn't have they wouldn't have won if Butler was but, in there. Put him in. But, um, there's still a higher probability, or oh, yeah, at sure. least you, there's some. It's something you have to question. I mean, you know, Butler has come up big, big situations before. We know this, <laughs> and they were looking to get a first round pick for him this year. So obviously, they like him, and he plays well, and you know, he's smarter than you know some the other quarterback. Bear. Yeah, smarter than the average bear. Um, so I mean, the Chicago Bears sucked though, so not the, very uh, hard. I'm just saying, like. After half, put him back in. But well, I say now, now he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh yeah, oh, he's gone. Uh, oh, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, he's there's a bunch of Patriots that are unrestricted he free would... agents. Deion Lewis. Um, shit, I, I was looking at the list before. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of like pretty key guys. He's he was gone, I think, even before all this stuff was yeah. done. But uh, he's definitely gone now. But that doesn't matter. The Patriots, are, if you know, as long as Belichick is there, Lewis is probably gone too. They never, no, they they never utilize him. Not that no, it's just no, they're no, not paying for running never, backs. They never no, that's true. They're not paying running backs. No, like they look like Eric Blanco, and you know, he now he's mm, Super Bowl champion, ran all over him. That touchdown was gorgeous. Yeah. Also, uh, just one thing um, about one more thing about Butler. Um, I reported on our Twitter that I have a friend who has a friend who has a cousin that was in Minnesota and is very well connected to the police force in Minneapolis. And said that the the Butler weed story was was a true story. 
What are you talking about, John? I'm just saying, I have a friend who has a very trusted college friend whose cousin was in Minneapolis and I guess is a cop too and was in like shadowing like the Minneapolis police force. And no, they, no. And no. they said that. No, no, we're not doing this. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. That's, that's what I heard. Are you serious? We're not doing a, we were just talking about how shitty unnamed sources yeah. are. And you just gave us a friend of a friend whose cousin has a friend on a police no, force. No, 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 whose cousin was with the Minneapolis police force, like with them I mean, all week. But, he, but he's not even on the force. Not on that force, no. Yo. So, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's that's what I heard. That, you, almost, you almost did all seven of your degrees. <laughs> you almost reached all seven. I'm just saying that's what I'm just I'm not I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's what I heard. That's no do whatever. I don't care. Um, I'm not with this anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, whew, I mean, should we go to? I mean, we can talk about McDaniel's. Is stopping the exodus of the of the Colts of the, of the uh, Patriots coaches? Yep, staying with their the, the Pats, not going to the Colts. He said, "Up your nose with a rubber hose to the Colts." Probably right. the best, better of the, the choices. Sticking with you know what you know best, being an offensive coordinator and on a team that's the Patriots. Yeah, he could have picked a better team to go, a more stable team to go to than the Colts uh, if he wanted to have a better situation. Uh, I don't know why he would originally pick the Colts over the Giants. Um, not just as a Giants fan, you just look at the rosters and and the number two. I don't know number two pick overall. That Colts aren't going to use their third pick on a quarterback as a luck, and he just I don't know, it just seems like a bit would have been a better situation. What the? I know the Giants wanted. Oh, for jo- oh yeah. I mean, look, they, they wanted that... him, and they wanted both and Patricia, and got turned down by both of them. So the Giants went on their third choice. Really? Patricia was... Yeah, that's what I have read. Really? That Patricia was their first choice. Who are your sources on that one, Brian? Who are your sources? I just like a whole bunch of New York writers. Hmm. Who are their sources? He's a friend of a friend who's a, who's a, <laughs> yeah, who yeah, works yeah. in the writing room of a New York writer. He's, a, he's actually a male, he's a male kid. Yeah. <laughs> My, just, uh, yeah, my cousin is a sports writer for the Star Ledger, who that employs people in the giant. I have two degrees on that one. If I want, I'll say that <laughs> the, the cousin that, that writes for the Star Ledger. That's actually true. Look, uh, <laughs> I mean, can I also throw a, not a crazy conspiracy theory, but a little bit of a conspiracy theory about this? Is that, that uh, Belichick told McDaniel's to accept the Colts job, and then. Um, Tell him like the di- the night before they were gonna have the press con- the introductory press conference that he actually changed his mind is gonna go back to being an offensive coordinator for the Pats so that the Colts are actually the last team to be able to pick their coach thereby screwing the Colts even more because Belichick hates the Colts for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean Belichick thinks of it all, man. You know that would be insane. I'm just saying you can't put it past insane. them. No, you can't. Honestly, that's that's it's pretty smart. I- I think they decided uh, one to two more years. I think Belichick, Kraft, McDaniels got in a room and said, "Look, uh, I have two, two at most. Yeah, I'm I, not doing over. I'm, do- I'm not doing more than two. The job's yours after two. That's that. That's really the thing. Is like, yeah, they they feel like you have a couple of years left with this team, with Brady, with Belichick, with you know, and you're like, Daniels is a fantastic offensive coordinator. Yes. Let's." Let's keep this together as long as we can, 
and keep pushing it to you know pushing at Super Bowls. You, McDaniel's is not going to be be in a Super Bowl next year. Patriots probably have a good chance, at, you know, repeating yeah, the, the NFC. because well, yeah, the, the yeah. AFC sucks to be so, honest, and the Steelers are probably going to lose Bell. But who knows? Ooh. Who knows next year? Well, it's football. No, of course, of Super course. Anything can. Who knows? Anything can. Cha- anything can happen. Of course. What I mean, the quarterbacks that populated the playoffs. You just don't yeah. know. The only thing you do know is the Patriots are going to make it far. That, yeah, and that's. So, like, he looks at this and he goes, "There's only one constant in the league, and it's the Patriots." Yep. That's yeah. true. I mean, true. And Brian, you, you said it too. Like, why? Why would you struggle with the Colts on your second head coaching job, which is? Like history has shown, you only get you really only get two chances to be a head coach. Yeah. So why, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Uh, like, why would you Ooh, struggle? With, Colts can hire Jeff Fisher. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yes, I like please. that. One. Nice. Jeff Fisher could just turn uh, Andrew Luck into a, a fucking XFL quarterback. That's actually true. I would. I was really hoping Jeff Fisher would go to the XFL, but if there's a, <laughs> I want back in the NFL as much as the next person, as long as it's not on my team. You know what I'm saying? I want to see him back. Let's bring him to the Colts. Oh man, I, I'm calling it. Jeff Fisher. We should hashtag Fisher for Colts. Fisher, Do it. Fisher for Colts. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I'm actually really. I really like that idea. I, I think you know. I think Hugh Jackson's good enough coach to coach two teams. Um, with that. One and thirty-one record. Um, so why don't we just so many wins? Hey, listen, yeah. if you cut his losses in half, it's it's not as bad. Because <laughs> cut his losses in half, yeah. Because he's coaching two teams. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you don't double the losses; you cut them in half. Obviously, <laughs> that's how it works. That's how that weird situation works. Let's get him out there. But I think um, well, it's nice that they have McDaniel's back. That old ass offensive line coach, though, that they brought back. After like the first couple games, when their line looks like looked like it was falling apart, yeah. And then he came back and just completely made it so Brady couldn't be touched. That guy. That's the guy you don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> That's the guy I would want to keep. That guy's like here. implementing that... coaching techniques from like World like War Two, like the Depression. <laughs> yeah, that guy's old as shit. For some reason, you're always, like every time, every time his name starts to creep up, like uh, a broadcast says something about him. I it, I feel like the Patriots are just like shh, don't don't bring him up. Like we don't want him to get any offers from anywhere else. Like this is our guy. He's been coaching our headline, our offensive line since Brady got here. We're gonna yeah. It's... He's been coaching since the AFL was formed. Let alone Brady. <laughs> he was Brady with, got there. He was with Teddy Roosevelt when they they implemented the forward pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy you gotta look out for. I don't even know his name. That's how good they are at hiding him. The old guy. It's the old guy. We sh- I'm going to FOIA the Patriots and just get the names of all their coaches and secret like FOIA? gremlins that they have working behind the scenes. Gremlins. What? Like Freedom of Information Act? Yeah. They I, th- I think that they probably have to be like a publicly owned corporation somehow through the government because they're Patriots. I mean, they're privately owned by Robert Kraft, right? Mm-hmm. He's in tight with Trump, so I'm sure they're government some way. I don't know. No, I don't know about that. Um, all right. So what else? Uh, what else we have going on? Oh well, I mean, just can we going on the Fisher thing? Fisher did sign the uh, Super Bowl MVP, so we, he's got to get some props for that too, right? I mean, he well, signed him with the Rams. What? Why? Is he, he just a... he saw the potential in him. 
No. I mean, if we're giving Fisher pretend, no, he, if no. we're giving Fisher praise. No, we're not giving Fisher praise. We're just saying he should be the coach of the the coach of the cults. Yeah, that's praise. That's not praise at all. Fisher praise sounds like a toy manufacturer. Yeah. Also, is do you think this means like Andrew Luck's shoulders a lot more messed up than than they're letting on, or is this just completely based uh, on? McDaniels want to be with the Pats. Yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, him getting knowing. a promise. I don't think it has anything to do with him knowing more about Luck, like Luck's shoulder. Uh, I think like what Brian said, they they few Belichick craft, like got in the room and they were like, let's make sure we keep everyone together. And they said they they gave McDaniels more money, and they just want to keep they they know this like the best chance he has to make the playoffs and win another Super Bowl with the Patriots. So just stick with it. Stick right. with it when you can. Um, all right, let's go on to the the quarterback carousel. is going to be pretty interesting this offseason. Well, it already started. Okay. You guys are the worst. We need more drops, man. We're trying. All right, so Alex Smith obviously is with the Redskins. Do we even do we do we talk about that last time? Was that, that no? Know. That was after. Okay, that didn't happen. All I, all I know is that if I, this will never happen because another again a stupid unnamed source report that makes no sense. But if they, I don't know why they would. Oh, if yeah. They franchise cousins would be the funniest thing in the world. That be yeah. That would that would be awful. That would just be wasting like fifty what three million dollars down the drain. So so you're saying they're gonna completely tank. To franchise cousins, yeah, that was a report that came out the day after Smith on ESPN that uh, they're thinking about franchising cousins so they could get something back for him. But the problem with that is no one would no give him the trading, money. No one's trading him for thirty-four yeah, million. Yeah, no one's trading for thirty-five million. Like thirty-five million, no one is. Who, who, who wants who? cousins for one year? Thirty-five million. They want to sign him to a long term. They, like they wouldn't be able to make a trade and cousins. Could just if they didn't, cousins could just be like, "Yeah, I'm staying here and collecting my 35 million. I'll take a year off of football." Yeah, I, you know, just like relax, rehab, like you know, just like you know, make your body stronger. Yeah. 35 million dollars, <laughs> like come on. It was funny, like a bu- like a bunch of people on Twitter were like, "Even the Redskins aren't that dumb." I like, mean, uh, yeah, but well, they they made the, they made a really bad trade. Let's just say that trading yeah. for Alex Smith was awful. Where do, all right, where do you guys rank? Uh, Alex Smith versus Kirk Kirk Cousins. Like who? Um, who, do, who would you rather have? Well, well, I was having this. I was just having this discussion with like your chat, and they were ranking Kirk Cousins a lot lower than I was. They were saying Cousins is like fifteen, sixteen at best. Where I see, him, I could see him like as a fringe QB one, like twelve, thirteen area. Yeah, I think he's better than Smith. Yeah, I'd rather Let's have just him say Smith. that. I'd rather have him. Let's than just Smith. say if you put if you put him with. Uh, I, I, you could always go back to Alex Smith's record, but look at Smith before Harbaugh and um, and Reed. Like he was garbage. I, he was younger, but he still what was garbage for four years. Yeah, or something. Well, His cousin's even been a starter for four years. What has he been a starter for? I three think years? three years. He's yeah, been on a bullshit team. All three of those years, and oh, he just throws for thirty five hundred yards every year. Yeah, on a no four four thousand. First quarterback to do it. Four thousand. He's like one of eleven quarterbacks to throw for at least four thousand yards in three seasons and, in a row. And who's his best receiver? Which is crazy. 
Pass his best receiver his, <laughs> his best receiver is is Jordan Reed who never plays uh cuz he's hurt and his best running back is no one he has, well, I mean, Chris Thompson well, yeah, yeah, yeah but Chris Thompson uh played for half the season this year yeah. and, and maybe half the season last year less than that like well, like three quarters last he's year he's not that is it's not like what if you were on the, the Chiefs and you had Kareem Hunt you know like well that's the thing like i mean Chris Thompson if he's healthy Chris Thompson and Jameson Crowder are going to be PPR beasts with Alex Smith because that's that's all he that's what he's best at. He's, uh, he's Captain Checkdown. I'm just uh, well, yeah, like I'm, not, I'm but, not sure anybody gets better with that transition. I mean, Reed implemented this amazing college air raid offense this year that you just. That you you saw with Reed, and you you just seem you're seeing the coaches that aren't afraid of the old guard um, implementing a lot of these air raid principles like Reed and Peterson, and it just worked. The offense in Kansas City was amazing, and they took so many shots downfield, and they really spread things out. Uh, it's just cool. It's cool offense to see, and I don't think Alex Smith is uh, gonna fair the same outside of Andy Reid's control like the, the coach matters a lot in football it's a huge thing there's, there's a reason why the same coaches always win and especially I mean especially with a quarterback like Alex Smith where he definitely needs to be in in the system that highlights his uh his good abilities best and hides yeah. his highs like he he's not great at at deep balls so you know, are we saying the fastest guy in the NFL, the second best um, catching tight end, and one of the best pure rushers this year didn't help him at all? Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, going to that to uh, Terrell Pryor who couldn't catch a pass this no, year. No, I don't think Terrell Pryor. I think they're going to kick him to the curb. Uh, James Jameson Crowder who also could not catch a pass. Also, that was weird. Like a bunch of Redskins receivers had lost awful. Yeah, lost their hands. I mean, maybe they were thinking Alex Smith doesn't throw that hard, so it's easier to catch. So maybe that's why they made the trade. <laughs> I don't know about that. I just think the Redskins are just terribly run organization and uh, don't know what they're doing. That's fair. That's that's thirty four years old. Thirty four year old Alex Smith. They uh, and they also traded away a young uh, defensive back who's uh, apparently had an awesome season. And yeah, that that was uh, that was dumb. So good move for the Chiefs. By the and way, gave up their round pick. How, just how many times does it work when you when you acquire somebody later in their career off of the best year of their career? Like, what? Do you not look at any history? I just don't. I, again, Alex Smith isn't a bad quarterback. He's perfectly fine. But why are you putting so much faith in somebody after the best year of their career? I don't know. It, it's it's crazy to me that somebody could have an amazing statistical year once and then. Get the contract that he's trick getting. Somebody, yeah, just also somebody so easily lost back to back, lost in the playoffs uh, to the Titans, who suck. Yep. Blowing a huge lead, gave up a huge lead to the Colts too when they sucked and shouldn't have won that game either. Look, that's the Redskins are making a bad. T- yeah. <sighs> he didn't play bad in either of those games, though. I gotta give him that. But he that didn't. He didn't like. He didn't put him over the top, though. He could have. He could have put the game away. So now, yeah. All right. So like, so now it's Mahomes' team, obviously. Yeah, yeah he's, we he's know gonna, that. He's gonna throw so many deep passes to to Hill. 
So, so well, that, you know, Chiefs made the right decision. Redskins made the wrong decision. Uh, you want to talk about the rest of the car- quarterback carousel? Okay. So, so you want to talk about possibly where Cousins might end up? Well, I mean, it's probably I love the Giants to get him. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's not going to happen. That's obviously not going to happen because they already made the commitment to Eli. But um, any team that has a high draft pick and could save that pick for just a cornerstone player that not that's not at the QB yeah. position, this is a great add. Like yep. if you could add him and then just not have to worry about picking your quarterback because he's not what it is he's gonna turn 30 next season he's that is tw- I early he's 28. prime for qbs yeah no he's like entering his prime yeah he is yeah, entering it's early his prime. prime for qbs so qbs what you usually go until 36 yeah right yeah, 35 36 is last year. yeah okay. if you're really good you 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 last until 36 if you're very good so he has four more years of good prime and he didn't start immediately cuz he was stuck behind robert uh, rg3 so, yeah. and he also um, played four full years of college too. So he I started think he's going to the Browns. I could see Browns too. I could see Browns if they sign Cousins, spending in, but actually pick with their where their picks are right now, getting Barkley and maybe Chubb or Chubb, yeah. or go with Fitzpatrick from Alabama, the cornerback. That's a decent base of talent. The only thing with Barkley is though. I I'm not comparing them at all, like skill level wise or ceiling wise, but he like he's similar skill set to Duke Johnson, and Duke Johnson was very involved in in their offense, and it seems kind of like a redundant pick. But mm. I mean, if uh, if you have the chance to take Barkley, you take no. Barkley. No, it is not redundant because Duke Johnson isn't one tenth of the running back. Well, that's that what I said. Not ceiling wise, but. Well, it's not redundant. I'm just saying, if you have a guy that is an average player, and then you have a guy that's a potential superstar, that's not redundant to replace your average player with a superstar. All right, that's fair. Oh, it was just a thought I had. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so you but, guys, so you guys thinking Browns? No, I actually, I think, I think probably Broncos. I don't think. I mean, it would be tough for them to pay him because they already have so many high-paying guys on their on their roster. But Broncos seem like. I don't know. Von Miller was already recruiting him right after the trade happened. Oh, I can't blame him with the quarterback shit stains that they have on that team right now. Who are they running back to now? Ass and shit. Um, Just replace that with quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, there's also reports that they're not. Oh, I thought you were just gonna. I thought you were just gonna isolate ass and shit. I we, I I think I sent him both, and he kept the the full one. Did you? I think uh, I sent you both. Ass and shit one. All right, but uh, there's also talk that they're not going to keep both Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas either. So I mean that, that that's money off really? the books. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard coming out the first week. That the makes, first Super that, make, that makes sense. Smart. I think. That makes sense. I mean, they're both aging. I'd rather have Demarius. I don't know. Yes, I don't know. That's I think a, that's a tough I one. I think Sanders is somebody that looks better with a better QB. Um, I mean, Sanders. Sanders was stuff. better. Was he better this year? Oh, that's no, a tough one. it really Thomas was better this year. Sanders was better though when Peyton was great. That last, that one year, Peyton was really good. Yeah. Sanders looked unbelievable. Yeah, but that was also a year. I think like Demarius had like fourteen touchdowns. It was like yeah, he, was, him, he, he, he was, like, a touchdown they machine. But now it's look. I would love to see the I would love to see Cousins on the on the Broncos. It was I think it's a nice fit. 
Um, but like I said, money wise, yeah. Uh, the uh, I mean, the Jets obviously they have the salary cap. Once they make cut like guys like Wilkerson and whatever other cap space they have to cut, they'll probably have close to a hundred million in, in cap space. Jets are gonna go hard for Bortles. They well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bortles I mean, back, if if, yeah. if Cousins wants like up like close to thirty mil, the Jets could do it. And there was a another. Um, Faceless, nameless oh, report. Oh God! All right, who is it now? I mean, this guy. This guy. I mean, it was on a Jets message board. This guy said that he had, <laughs> he has an agent friend, and he said that <laughs> on a Jets message I'm board. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what I saw. It, um, was, on, it was on Yahoo, right? Like Yahoo answers. No. Yahoo answers. No, it wasn't on that. I think some of these reporters just go on. Uh, on that. I mean, that's that. ask, ask a question. <laughs> you have you have reporters. You have reporters like refreshing Instagram to see who comments on Malcolm Butler's uh, Instagram post. Yep, it's ridiculous. It was this guy said that like the week before the Jets drafted Hackenberg, he said his agent friend said that Hackenberg the Jets was basically guaranteed. So uh, this this nameless guy's got a little bit of street cred, I guess. So he lucked out once, and uh, but he he said nameless guy that this commenter on a message board could have easily been lying about. Well, obviously. Um, <laughs> but he said that the Jets are going to offer her cousins like a uh, hundred eighty mil and a hundred million guaranteed. I don't know how I feel about that. That's a lot of money. That is a shit ton of money. The Jets is a tough one because, um, I don't know how much they're in position to just plug in a cousins type and start winning. I weirdly think that the Browns, uh, if they found a quarterback answer and then with the first and what the fourth pick first or first, first and fifth. Well, the, the Browns pick, also have like six picks in the top, like 65. I know. That's why I think if they got a top 12 quarterback, they could be an eight win team or something as early as next year. If they had Chubb and Garrett, on the corner uh, as their edge rushers. Yeah, and Garrett looked and really then, good in the time he played. If, yeah, if they had those two as their edge rushers and they had Cousins and if Gordon could stay off the weed and if they had Barkley, I tell me that's not possibly a playoff team in the shitty AFC. And what if they I'm grabbed? Not sure if that's the case for the Jets with Cousins. And what if they grabbed like Emmanuel Sanders? If he got like well, let right, go I mean, by the, the Jets Broncos, have hundred mil in cap space too. They can easily get. Um, I don't know Jarvis Landry or Allen Robinson too. Well, they have a Nunwa. Uh, I mean, say if a Nunwa and, and Anderson, if he's not in jail, um, we also miss that too. Anderson, yeah, that he's gonna nut in a cops, well, cops I mean, wife. Oh come on, you don't have to say what it is. He might not even have it. Uh, I don't know. Who how, knows? how much of a leash he has? But look, uh, how good enough of a player he has to he's top mess twelve up receiver. Like this. I agree. I, I think I I like. Receiver? I'd like to see cousins. Maybe. maybe yeah. I'd like to see cousins in a Browns uniform too. I think it would look that would suit him well, and I I think he could be the first quarterback to break that curse of Browns. I'm just saying that that's a lot of pressure. You don't you don't want to end up on the back of that Browns QB list jersey. I know. No, but you know what? Maybe you could be the one to break it. Yeah, and if you're the Browns, don't you want the guy that three season four thousand yards? The guy like. Do you want to go through this again where you use a top pick and you just completely whiff on the quarterback? Because you know you're going to whiff. Well, A, they're, they're gun-shy. a couple question mark, and you know you're going to whiff. And, yeah, you are gun-shy. Isn't this what you want? This is a match made in heaven. Look, I don't see you why. Can get, I like this match. The Browns can get Montana's DNA. They could 
create like an embryo and create a full grown Montana and draft him. That's still and only would, like five feet tall. And he would still and he would still be terrible as a draft pick for them because they just whiff on quarterbacks. They yeah. always do. They whiff on quarterbacks. No matter who they draft. I just it's not gonna work out. I would say a team the team coached by one in thirty one Hugh Jackson's got a higher ceiling than Jets right now. Just won ten games uh, like two years ago. I only said if they get cousins. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah, I, the Jets are trying out freaking Christian Hackenberger, Josh Allen. If they just pick Josh Allen, I'm flipping out. <laughs> yeah, that's the one guy I'd want to stay away. Oh, he God. just he just doesn't seem like he knows where to throw. He just overthrows everything. No, yeah, he's too strong for his own good. He's from Marcus Russell. Some of those, <laughs> some of those, those senior bowl training videos or drill videos that with him throwing was just was tough to watch. Yeah, I'd much rather Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker Mayfield was drilling every one of those targets. Now, is, so who? All right, so as a Jets fan, yeah, what is your favorite scenario of how um, the QB free agency slash draft plays out? What do you want to see the most? I, I kind of want Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, I want Baker so, Mayfield. I don't know if he's that. He's going to be at six because a. Uh, the Browns just hired this guy who's really high on Mayfield. Like before, uh, he was hired by the Browns. You get that from? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> no, no, because like the guy was on Twitter before he was hired by the mm. Browns, and he kept posting like how much he likes the message board talking about Twitter. Well, I mean, it's Scott McLaughlin. Is this guy that like not some Sarah random McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin's husband? Yeah, it's not some like guy named Mikey uh, Mikey out in Staten Island the posting the um. But if the Browns sign Cousins, I don't think they'll take Mayfield. The Colts. Uh, Why Gi- would you? I mean, the Giants at two. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, I was saying. I, I was just. I was just set, talking uh, out. Okay. Giants at two. That's a tough one. I. I think they're going to take Rosen. To to learn behind the Eli for a couple years. Three Colts probably won't take a uh, a QB. Browns again at four. Yeah, I mean, we could see these QBs drop. Yeah. Um, Depends on what just, happens. Just how, yeah, the QB court. Yeah, yeah. But then the Broncos at five, where they take... Well, we don't even talk about... Wait, wait, they take Darnold? Well, we don't even talk about, like, Case Keenum or what? Bradford or, like, where are these... Or quarters? Bridgewater or, or Bortles. Or, Fol- or Foles. Bortles, or is, Foles. Going back. Bortles, Bortles okay. is going back to Jags. But, and I think the Broncos are going to do something where... And my prediction for the Broncos is they sign somebody like Keenum and, and they draft a quarterback. I think they signed one of the guys that is a little bit older, um, had this one good year, shows they could be stable, just like somebody who is just clearly an above-average quarterback and nothing just, else. Just better than Osweiler and yeah, Lynch. I think they I think they signed Keenum and draft a quarterback. That's fair. I mean, that's not bad, but it's just, you know, we have till the end of April, that's when the draft is, Yeah, you have so much time for, like, things to get put into motion oh, yeah. that, like, like you said, quarterbacks could drop. Like, they could just keep going and going. I mean, that's the thing. And not only is it, yeah, like you said, it's a dr- deep QB draft class. We're, I mean, we're not even talking about Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson or any of like the other like guys yeah, that are supposed to go in the, in the in, yeah, in the lower first round or second round. But there's also it's a deep free agent QB class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Which is weird because. Mid season, we were like, "Where are any QBs?" But then a lot of them stepped up. Yeah, I mean, Foles put up forty two points in the Super Bowl. Where's he going? He put up forty two, and he 
I think it was 41. 41. 41 points, sorry. Don't give him too much credit. Uh, and he crushed it, sorry, that one point, that missed extra point. <laughs> that that but, one uh, point is really makes him elite. $200. Uh, <laughs> but, so, like, where's he going? I mean, he needs to find a home, too. There's, I, I don't think, I, I don't think Sam Bradford gets a starting job Mm-mm. unless he wins it. I don't think anybody signs him to be a starter. Same thing with, um, with the other quarterback, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I kind of like Bridgewater too, though. Well, someone's going to stay in Minnesota, I'm assuming, right? One of the three quarterbacks is going to be a starter yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. That's true. But I don't think Bradford or Bridgewater, unless they stay in Minnesota. They're um, not going to garner much interest. They're not going to get a starting job. So we're really looking at Cousins, Foles, and Keenum. Probably Keenum for starting jobs. Yeah, because like I said, Bortles is probably going to be with the Jags. Yeah, what about Josh McCown? Unless the Jets draft a quarterback and McCown is the um, the teacher. And he did good work for the Jets. Um, yeah, his best statistical season of his career, and he's like 38 years old, right? Yeah, 38. So yeah, He looks like he's 25. It's because he doesn't jack off. He's that chin, though. Yeah, that's got, sh- that is that is a I'm strong saying, chin. He's got a check. <laughs> he's got that. Um, he's that, uh, he's very anti-masturbation. Is well known. I actually did not know that. That's he's got fun. that like uh, Hitler Youth chin. Oh no, he totally looks like he's not like, the first time we've made that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the well, the I, the best thing that happened to the Jets was just uh, cutting their locker room cancers. Uh, just getting rid of the people that. Fucked up their locker room because yeah, because Bunny Colvin. Um, you don't take no shit. Any, if he's anything, he's he's a leader type coach. He might not be the best XO guy, but he's a guy that needs to command the locker room. And them getting rid of the people that made too much noise helped him out a lot. And I think, I think it's it's a, it'll continue, right? I'm pretty sure what, Wilkerson, right? He'll be yeah. Uh, Wilkerson's gone. Wilkerson's, he'll be gone. Wilkerson's been a huge problem. Was a huge problem this year. So he'll be gone, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, that's just another, like that quote-unquote cancer that's going to be out of that locker room. So you can't have that. Honestly, like... Not on a young team. Like, between, like I want Baker Mayfield the most, but, I, I mean, like, I'm, I'd be happy with with Rosen. Like, he like he was he was just stuck on a really bad team, I feel like, too. But he And he lifted them up a little bit. Like, Darnold, yeah, he's got some fumble problems, whatever, but... He was pretty accurate, and he looked like he could make the plays. I, I just don't want Josh Allen. I just don't want Josh Allen. Man. Yeah. I'd be happy with Rose and Darnold, or, and I don't think the Jets are going to pick Mayfield. I mean, not the Jets. Uh, the Giants are going to spend a number two draft pick on Mayfield. But um, unless they, again, like I've always said, I want Rosen or Darnold unless they trade down. But um, the only thing I like about Darnold is, you know, his feet. And yeah, I'm Rex Ryan here. Uh, he, he can move. Uh, so a team with a bad offensive line, he could kind of help that a little. Which the Giants, everybody says, has a very bad line. And I think just in, um, I mean, that can be improved through the off season. Just it's saying. tough. There's not lineman is is a tougher one. I if, think than quarterback right now. There just seems to be. Not the best. The only the only big lineman I've heard of in that's entering free agency is the center from the Ravens. I think his name is Jensen. 
And, and the uh, Giants have a very good center. Yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, he's injured. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying for the Jets, that's another guy I want. I want him, Landry or Robinson, and Cousins the Saints, or Mayfield. The Saints have a backup. Uh, well, they played a lot. Started actually a lot later on in the season. Calamente, who um, filled Caliente. in. That's fun. That's fun to say. Calamente. Is, um, he played multiple positions on the line, and um, he filled in very well. Um, when like Armstead got hurt or uh, Pete or Streif, anyone who was hurt, he would just basically stepped in and like you didn't miss a step. So and he had, I believe he's a free agent this year. So I would love for the Saints to retain him, but, but he's going to get a lot of interest from the teams the way he played uh, back end of that season. So maybe the Jets, the Giants. Yeah, and then there's not too much line activity in the draft besides those two guys from Notre Dame. And even who then, are they're... supposed to be the only like two top. 15, 10 talents. But they're not like top five talents. They're more like no, top 10, top 15, which is well, that's mm-hmm. look, which I, a little crazy for a draft, I guess. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I would love Saints at the back end of that draft to get another offensive lineman the way they got Ramchek last year because, you know, they just, the offensive line just get hurt apparently in the Saints all the time. So I would just love that would be a good pick for them would be getting an offensive lineman that made one of those top talents that made sort of drop back. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That's that's sort of what I'm looking at. Yeah, they're allowed to be selective. It's good to draft when you have a young team that doesn't have, didn't seem to have too many holes. I mean, they lost on a miracle. Yeah, so, <laughs> they can be pretty selective in their in the draft. I mean, you're set at running back. You're, uh, I guess, you could use like a third round pick on a wide receiver too, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to think about quarterback succession, but well, not a, for a year or two. Well, even now, even now, if you draft a quarterback in like the second or third round, you can sort of groom him the way yeah, Rodgers was like sort of groomed Rudolph, under. Maybe. I would say Mason Rudolph would probably could be very successful in the Saints. I mean, that'd be nice. I mean, I would just like to see someone learn for a couple of years under Breeze before he goes. I don't want someone to be like, "Oh, Breeze is gone. Here you go. Yeah, step in." You know who? Um, I think would be awesome on the Saints, and it, it, can't, it just the timelines can't happen. But the free, I think Foles would be sweet, just because Foles is such a, such a awesome deep pass, and he clearly the Saints um, the run pass option seems like something that would fit them so perfectly with Kamara and Ingram. The RPO and yep, the RPO. We're gonna have to shout it out again, unfortunately. But um, it, it, Foles would just be such a Good fit. For How old is he? He's Foles. Yeah, mm. he's not old. He's not that old, right? He's got to be like, like late twenties. No, who knows? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Who but, knows? You Maybe. know, that's the one you got. You got to think about the most because was it just Jeff Fisher who ruined Foles is twenty nine? Yeah, was it fine. just Jeff Fisher who and he just turned twenty nine? Well, and 30, this is ruined. This is also a thing for the Eagles. Do you? With Wentz coming back from the knee injury, maybe not until late September, early October, to give Foles the money to stay. Well, no, I mean he signed for one more. He signed for one more year. But do you yeah. do you sell him at the his peak value? He's never gonna he's never gonna peak harder than this. No, he won't peak. He harder. peaked all he over the city of Philadelphia. Y- yes, and uh, yeah. obviously with Wentz being <laughs> Sorry, coming John. back at some. Would you, wait, what'd you say? Say it again, because I kind of interrupted. Those I was days. saying he just peaked all over the city of Philadelphia. Everyone, everyone in Philadelphia knows he peaked. Yeah, he greased all over their poles. Uh, 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 but yeah, you're right. We went coming back sometime in September, October, whatever. He's like ready. Um, you're right. They may need him, but 
at that point, it's going to be hard to sell once the season is in well, play. Oh, no, if, so, like, yeah, they I mean, have yeah, to sell him. Yeah. The offseason, he, they got to sell him now. lose him in, in unrestricted free agency. Yeah. And it's also just playing way too – you're just playing way too um, secure. Like that – that's paying way too much for security for one year because you'll only have him for one year and then it'll be way too expensive. Yep. Um, and you just can't – you just can't play like that. And you can't have the that lingering over the season either. Uh, if Wentz has two bad games, uh, well, why don't we put in the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah, unless they... Wentz is playing bad, you can't do it. Like it's yeah, that's true. A disaster, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, or you trade Wentz. No, <laughs> no, I mean it's all season. Um, I think they would have won the Super Bowl too if they had Wentz. But yeah, they probably would. It's pretty crazy that that they had probably the runner-up for the MVP and then the Super Bowl MVP be different quarterbacks. Yeah, and Wentz yeah. would have won the MVP if he didn't get injured. Most likely, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's I, – I, I'm really excited to see what happens with Foles. I'm, I'm ex- Eagles, real quick, yeah. I just want to say now – I know I ragged on Eagles fans last time for celebrating too hard. Um, and that wasn't me – Trying to suck your fun away, and now I'm gonna say, celebrate as hard as you fucking want because you won the Super Bowl. And oh, they I'm, did. They I'm did. Celebrate hard. They did. Yeah. yeah, I know they did. They definitely, they but definitely I, brought their A game. I was just trying to say that I wasn't like rooting hard against the Eagles, and I wasn't trying to get on people for. You were just making a point. Just you don't, yeah, you don't celebrate until you win the big game. Yeah, I get it. I got it. You, and, and you won the big game, and now. And then they, they ate horse shit to celebrate and flipped over Priuses. Yeah, they're, they're sniffing their own farts a little too much, you know. I think uh, they feel like they have to. They have to be something because social media and the news have been telling them for weeks that they're rioters. So if they didn't riot and capture these riots... They'd let people down. Yeah. <laughs> I think they kind of had their hand forced into rioting. They were. They were. <laughs> that's the weirdest yeah. thing. Your hands was forced into rioting. Well, because they just got. <laughs> they had. I, they had I, to be I, eagle, I the Eagles fans too. that everyone expected them to be. Exactly. Everybody was was pushing these people into doing these things, and uh, you got it because you've been pushing them all week. I mean, I mean, the the videos coming out of it were were just incredible. There were people like jumping off of awnings, people puking up off the awnings, awnings collapsing, people eating horse. There's a lot of awning stuff. There's a lot were, of things going on with awnings. Philadelphia must be like the awning capital, capital. Of, of the United they States. They went to the awning store and started throwing awnings yeah. outside. <laughs> there was just people jumping off of street lights onto awnings. Yeah, uh, Michelle almost saw someone guy some guy fall off it and die almost, but luckily was saved. Jesus. Climbing uh, stuff isn't that bad. Um, flipping cars yeah, is, stupid. is terrible flipping, because that, just, you're just you're really ruining somebody's day. Maybe even life. Like, yeah. Who knows if they could afford to get another car, and who knows if they miss work because of it. Although I think like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Or the, the one car they set one car on fire and burned it. I think or everyone in Philadelphia though has riot insurance. 
So Look, I, I think that's covered. I, if I was me, I would just park. I would have parked out of the city and just yeah. Ubered home oh, or something. Yeah. Parking on Broad Street was really dumb of that person. Uh, so but don't yeah. make it right. It's a little make it right. Yeah, yeah. But me leaving uh, my wallet in my car would be really dumb. But it still doesn't make it right to break into my car. Yeah, true. Really. Uh, the worst one I thought, the worst video was the there was a convenience store. And people were just throwing everything in the convenience store and starting everything's free, uh, and yeah. break Poor, everything. And that's stupid. That's not even. That's not even like. And it was it was like a Wawa. Completely killed the whole convenience store. That's so stupid. And like Wawa's like like that's their city's like identity. Basically, oh, it wasn't a Wawa. Oh, okay, I think it was just a convenience and like yeah. a. Poor, Poor son of a bitch's thing. bastard. Yeah, like his, no, his whole life. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Um, a franchise that probably has amazing insurance. Yeah, it's just one guy. No problem. Yeah. It's probably a family-owned bodega that you're just going to... This guy's going to be, oh, no, I can't send my kid to college anymore. I don't know why he's Italian. Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> it, started, it started off as Indian, I think, and then it transitioned to Italian. It felt like it was... <laughs> oh, no, my meatballs. <laughs> They're all over the ground. <laughs> How am I going to send Mario to a college? I'm sorry, at least you're breaking stereotypes by making him Italian and not, <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. not Indian. <laughs> yeah, what did you guys think I was going to do, huh? I thought you were going straight loop. Yeah, I thought you were going straight Indian with that, but you're... <laughs> um, yeah, so celebrate responsibly, but... Oh, too late. Yeah, also somehow there was only there was only three arrests and not that many injuries. There was, there was more arrests and more injuries in New England in uh, Massachusetts area than in Philly. Well, area. I think it's because they're only able to arrest three people. Like the cops were like the, cop, the cops were celebrating. Do you see some? Like they yeah. were dancing too. I think they were quicker to arrest in New England. Oh yeah, because they're like cut this shit out. They were pissed off. off. Yeah. The cops yeah. were like, "We lost. We're gonna arrest everybody." You know? Yeah, and you know all the cops have like thick Boston accents or Boston fans and hey Jimmy. Three, yeah. one with jaywalking uh, was arrested. Like, like it was probably like the the dumbest shit someone was arrested yeah, for. Like in Massachusetts, yeah. uh, it was definitely worse in Philly. But the cops were probably taking their shirts off too and waving <laughs> around their head like a helicopter. That just sounds like fun. Um. So yeah. So uh, anything any other anything else with the uh, quarterbacks or free agency or nah, we, we got a Super Bowl or just excited for this off season. Uh, I haven't been excited for an off season like this in a while. With all the available quarterbacks and and the draft with all the quarterbacks, it's going to be a fun free agency period. I'm, ex- I'm always I'm always excited for free agency, like the the open. Although you know what really bothers me, actually, speaking of free agency, is how they all news comes out saying like this guy's going to sign with him what? once the, oh, t- yeah. the time hits. It's like I don't want to know that. I want I want to see free agency Who's start the and then like drop at midnight. I want the free, well, no, it starts like three p.m. on like a certain day, and that, that's what I want to see. It's sort of like remember, like the stock the stock market opens and it's like, like everyone everyone goes nuts. Yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. That's what I want to see. Like like that. Like not like oh I know these seventeen people are going to sign here. I don't give you. Ah, come on, hate that shit. They want to spread it out a little though, so they keep getting hits. And I know. I just like seeing. I like the whole like surprise and like you know the whole like. Stuff. Yeah. For agency is just exciting and sport. Basketball and football do it right. Yeah, I love that. <sighs> I lo- I Baseball's been very bland. Oh my season. god, baseball's oh, off season is the worst. 
I've seen 17 articles about J.D. Martinez and where is he going to go? And every article is so boring. And it's like, who is oh, he yeah, going to be? Uh, who is he going to designate here for? Like, I don't care. Yankees reporters have an article on Mike Moustakis every year. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Mike Moustakis. Like, who cares? Uh, yeah, sure. Sign a year. What's the difference between him and Todd Frazier? Speaking of Todd Frazier, Todd sign with the Mets. Yeah, good call by the Mets. Yeah, that's not a bad pickup for them. Him. Yeah, he's a New York, he's a New York, New Jersey guy. So it's good, you know, he signed somewhere there. Yeah, no, I'll... I'll Wish Todd Frazier good luck. On yeah, the I like what he did. I, mean, for I would have liked him for one one year just in case uh, yeah, Andujar or, or Torres or whatever didn't didn't oh, yeah. weren't ready. Thin there. Yeah, but, but I'm not, not worried. Whatever. We did. We yeah. also did get rid of Headley. So yeah, we have a couple of young young studs in the wings just waiting. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm not yeah too as worried. long as Andujar doesn't make too many errors. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have plenty of things to talk about that we'll get to in the off season, including non-football stuff. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. Think of something. Um, yeah. But so, don't unfollow us on Twitter. Instead, follow us at Fantasy Underscore Lens and tell all your friends. Also, leave us ratings and subscriptions and um, comments and stuff like that. You can email us at whatever email doesn't get me yelled at by Anthony, Fantasy Lens Podcast <laughs> at, at Gmail, I think it is. Yeah, you got it. Is you that right? It. Oh, yeah, okay. Good. Oh. Um, all right, but that does it for us, and we'll see you some other time around here. In a couple of weeks, probably. Bye. Peace. Bye.